Welcome to Numb Bills Fan Podcast. It's your boy, Dave, Numb Bills Fan on Twitter, Numb Bills Fan on YouTube, Numb Bills Fan on Facebook, Numb Bills Fan on Instagram. Adam D is not here today. Numb Bills Fan Adam D on Twitter. Holler at him. Hit us up. Please, let's get interactive. Our followers absolutely are non-existent. I would love to hit three digits. Get on your damn Twitter feed. I know you have Twitter. I see the views. Come on. You don't think we have analytics here with Podbean or YouTube? I know you're out there. Shoot us a goddamn follow. Ooh, don't mean to say God's name in vain. Sorry. Let's keep it real. But whatever. If that floats your boat, get on damn Twitter. Hit us up. Talk some shit. Let's go. So it's the day after the Giants game. And you know what? I was a little too pissed off to come on the air yesterday because that team was flat. The Bills were flat. And for the second time, I thought, wow, who is going to do anything against that Bills offense with McCoy and Watkins out? Apparently, I am stupid because the Giants defense stepped up, schemed well, and they stopped the run. Carlos Williams could not run the ball all damn game. And I love that they stuck with it. Let's impose their will. But I'm sorry, Greg Roman, dog, if the run ain't working, let's abandon the run, start throwing the ball like we did in Miami, how you just came out throwing, what, five times in a row? How many times did you target Clan in opening drive? A hell of a lot. Look, Greg, you've done nothing wrong to piss me off i'm sure there's a lot of bills fans who are going absolute ape shit dude i respect you san francisco is certainly suffering but i was actually shocked that we didn't abandon the run game earlier and or see that when they had two safeties over top and it seemed like clay was open a lot and you guys did figure that out in the second half more particularly late later in the game clay went off i mean 111 yards, that's a stat in from Adam D. Numb Bills fan, Adam D. I mean, nine receptions. Uh, he's earning that salary, as Deacon would say. He's earning that salary, and I'm happy for that. Also, I thought the defensive backs in the game, they did all right. They did all right. I mean, I was a little irritated that Beckham caught two passes right in a row on Sammy, but Watching Beckham live in person is crazy. In fact, at least from where I was sitting, I thought that the one catch that Beckham had that they called incomplete in the middle of the field, I thought he caught it and went down with the ball and just happened to drop it after he was touched, you know. So, defensively, the Bills didn't do as bad as it felt. Now, if you're in the stadium, you're lucky they got this new Wi-Fi you're lucky if you get onto it, okay? So it's really hard to see the stats the entire game. And the stat board, I can't really see it because it's behind me in the M&T Bank corner. And I got to be honest with you, the feel of the game to me, not being able to be connected with most of you people listening, the feel of the game was that the Giants ran the ball on the Bills and the Bills could not run the ball. But when you look statistically, the Giants really didn't do that much shredding. In fact, in the second half, they were 
not great, the Giants on offense. I mean, you had the one touchdown, which was a missed tackle by Bradham. He over-pursued the running back Jennings. Jennings caught the ball, just stepped to the side a little bit like we've all done in Madden. Then you got two more guys who they got credit for missing tackles. Yup. Hey, man, he was plowing fast. That I would not, if that was Carlos Williams or anybody, Fred Jackson, as we saw against the Bears last year, he's, he's out, man. Get out of the way. He's, he's coming. But the Bills offense only averaged two yards a carry. The Giants, I believe, was in the three-point-something range. And they... It, it, it was a shame. They had a couple decent runs, the Giants, but I felt like whenever they needed to run the ball and get the yard or two, they got it. I, I don't know what to think. I'm not going to blame defensive formations. I'm going to blame execution. I'm not going to start shitting all over Rex Ryan like some of you have. I can't believe it. Four games in, you guys are flipping a script. Oh, this is the same old Rex. You know, this is what you get with Rex teams. Hey, you want to say that shit? Look up some damn stats before you start going on hold on these radio stations or even typing on your little Bills Mafia Facebook group or spewing some bullshit on Twitter. How about you do a little Google search? Please, get out of here with that shit. Rex Ryan has been the man, is to me, the best defensive mind in the game and probably the 20 million other damn people who watch the NFL. And for you guys hating on Rex, get over it. And it goes out to you same guys who are hating that EJ didn't get the start. Get over it. Because you guys are the same ones that are mad that Oh, they drafted E.J. Manuel. So you got three different categories. The guys who drafted E.J. Manuel, why isn't E.J. starting? And you also get the guys, we hate Rex Ryan because he was with the Jets and we don't like his snarky attitude. Oh, what, you don't like a guy who calls it how it is? I like that guy. Yes, is he going to back up his players? Was it a little shitty when he's like, you know, I'm glad my team came out there and played tough. I'd rather have... A tough team that's going to play, yada, 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 kind of coach speakish that they were tough. And he's probably talking about the personal foul penalties exactly, you know. But he's right. I'd rather have guys that have too much heart than don't have heart. It makes no sense for everybody to jump off this Rex Ryan thing after four games. You guys got to chill out. Get over it, because when the wins start rolling in, which they will, this roster is too good not to. The coaches are too good not to. When the wins start coming in, I want you guys to tweet at me. I want you guys to call me. I want you guys to call every radio station you know, all the shows you can between Rochester, Buffalo, and Toronto, and speak your mind. Let's hear it, because I hope you guys who are taking shits and everything, just go away and open your eyes. I know you're a little sensitive without the playoffs. For what, 15, 16 seasons? Yeah, I'm a little annoyed too. We all are. But if you keep living in shitsville, nothing will ever be good. Let's look at the glass half full, okay? We've talked about the run game We've on both sides of the ball. It sucks, okay? It really Sucked yesterday. McCoy hasn't even been able to get off. Carlos has. Here's what I think happened. Glass half full. 
it's nice that McCoy and Watkins are there. It really is, because then those are two guys that you have to key in on extra. you got to roll your coverages over to Watkins. you got to have an eye on the kid. If you notice the Giants, anytime the Bills, it looked like they played one safety over the top, and they were always dropping a guy in, which is, by the way, something very popular that Rex does, and that's what this defense does, which I don't mind because I trust them. They were targeting Odell quick and often. And when you really look at it, Watkins takes that stuff away. He 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 leaves the other side of the field open. Clearly Harvin, you know, other guys had bigger games. Let's give a shout out to Hogan for just doing what he does, man. Staying consistent. Some yards after catch was nice to see from him yesterday. I feel like that's kind of a problem with him. Um, but that's the only problem. And McCoy, when McCoy's in there, you got to set your edges. When you got Carlos, who, by the way, is 240 and runs a 4-4, Carlos hasn't demonstrated that he can play anywhere near the level of McCoy as far as cutting. That's not his game. He's a one-cut dude, and he's coming at you hard. He's got that defensive mentality from playing defense first for the last couple of years at Florida State. He's got that, I don't give a shit. I'm running through you. Get in my way. So he's not a dancer like McCoy. McCoy don't take hits. McCoy ain't dragging dudes a few yards. So now what happens? The defense gets to shoot the gaps. They played very gap sound, I thought. And Miller at right guard is out. Cordy Glenn seemed like he kept getting injured. I don't know what his deal is. They say he's going to be fine. He missed a few plays here and there. And I, I noticed this number 71 trotting in, which I'll get back to at this McCoy point. But when you can only game plan for one side running back, that's sweet. You know, like, that's sweet for the Giants. And that Giants defensive line stepped up. And they had all their big guys in. The Bills had all their big guys in a few times, a lot of times, three tight end sets. And definitely a couple times you had two tight ends on one side, you know, receiver on each side of the field. And they decided, all right, well, I'm looking at it. I'm counting eight, nine guys in the box. And if not, they ended up in the box. And I'm thinking, Tyrod, Please check out of this play. This is not sweet, dude. I don't want to see this Doug Marone bullshit. And if you're drinking, get your shot out because there's my Doug Marone drop. Oh, there's two. So let's just smash him in the mouth. I didn't like that shit. Get Tyrod on the move. Let's go. As my dad always says. Move the quarterback around. Get him to roll out. My dad always says, oh, you got to get your guy to roll out. You got to get Fitz on a rollout. You got to insert any quarterback he ever watches that happens to get sacked. Well, he's got to roll out. My dad ain't wrong, though. He is not wrong. But I'll tell you something. Not abandoning the run freaking sucked. It really sucked. At the same time, not having Miller in there, not having... Glenn in there consistently sucked too. And Cyrus Quanjo stepped in. Now, I love that Cyrus Quanjo has stepped up his game. 
I really do. But with all due respect, the only time I want to see a turnstile is when I'm going through the damn turnstile into the damn game. I don't want 71 on the field. I was wondering if Mulligan, being this weightlifting tight end, probably the strongest dude in the world, actually saw him bench pressing a Bills bus the other day in pregame. He did four reps of that. Wasn't even a short bus. I don't want Cyrus in there. I'm sorry. They tried to dog him around, drink again. Play of, let's get him to jump off sides. Guess who jumps off uh, for a false start himself? Quanjo. That moment of silence is, I'm not going to rip Whaley a new asshole because that was a good pick in the second round. Yes, he has some knee issues. They don't think he's going to last, whatever it is. He's come back stronger. And quite honestly, if I'm not mistaken, I believe those were Quanjo's first reps. So I'm not just going to shit all over him. All right? He did the best he could. He can only do the best he can. And for everybody on this damn team relating back to the Rex point for a little sidebar back to Rex, either way, it's still a new system for everybody. And the glass half full point that I'm trying to make is a couple things. McCoy and Watkins, they will be back. They will add more wrinkles to this offense. I thought the Bills would be good enough to scheme around it. I really did. And goddamn, are we lucky I don't coach the Bills because what the hell do I know? I was clearly wrong. That, oh, yeah, no Watkins? I said it last, last podcast. Oh, no Watkins, no McCoy? I don't know, man. That Carlos kid looks promising, and these receivers have really stepped up. Well, apparently, the defenses have been respecting those guys. The other glass half full point, it's four games into the season. You don't know your team yet. You really don't know your team yet. Definitely not the first three games. The fourth game, you start to get a feel. The Bills are two and two right now. All right, don't don't jump off any ledges. They would be the sixth seed in the AFC right now, the second wild card with the Jets. All right, they would make the playoffs talking right now. There are a crap load of teams underneath them that have less wins than the Bills. Okay, it's two and two. New England started two and two, and look at them—they're just kicking people in the head. The point is, every year, every coaching staff that is new, and maybe even coaching staffs that aren't, but we're going to give Rex the, your new guy. And here's how I work for a sidebar with coaches. Year one, I let them tell me what's up. We're going to follow what they say. You got to be with them on that. You got to give them the floor. You got to let them lay the foundation Brick by brick, cinder block by cinder block, or if you want those walls that are like all one piece concrete where they have a little styrofoam already in them and some metal stud to them, yeah, you can put drywall right on it. I don't care what kind of foundation you're building. Rex is trying to build it here, all right? You're two. Shit starts changing. Coaches are trying to go against their quote-unquote philosophy, at least in the media. Because they either want to cover their own ass, cover their boy's ass, whatever. I don't know if Rex is going to do that because as many reporters have said, and they appreciate, Rex has been dead, has been dead honest. Dead honest. And if he's not, sense of sarcasm in there. 
you got to watch his facial expressions. If there's one guy you need to watch, if you do not watch a press conference, to say you just listen to him or hear clips, you got to watch a press conference because you get a real good good feel for Rex. What this guy is trying to do is he's trying to correct his mistakes, and he said it two weeks ago after the Pats game when they had 15 penalties, which, oh, by the way, last game they had 17 penalties that were called. We're not saying they're all real penalties, but they were called against the Bills. Rex, you, you, we got to give this guy, and, and I don't care if you hate this guy more than ever, guess what, idiot. Yeah, you're an idiot. He is the coach of the Buffalo Bills. If you don't like it, go root for the Cardinals. Go root for the Patriots. Did I like every coach the Bills have had? No. I'm quite the homer, though, for Chan Gailey. I thought he's a great guy. Thought he was a great mind. People were laughing when he came out with the pistol offense first play. But that guy was cutting edge. Look at the uh, look at the league now. It's littered with that everywhere. Point being, step off the ledge, go into bed, put some foam around yourself, drink some beers, do whatever you got to do. I don't care what it is. Drink yourself to death for all I care. Keep your mouth shut. Watch and root for your team because life will be a hell of a lot easier for you if you try to believe the coach a little bit. If you let the guy who's been coaching football and, oh, by the way, he came out of his dad's balls, which was Buddy Ryan, who was a defensive freaking genius. Yeah, he's got the bloodlines for it. I think the guy knows what he's doing. His brother... I don't know if his brother don't have the personnel in the Saints for whatever, or if it's him himself. Who knows? But Rex has proven it in the league, stats-wise, that defensively he can hold it down. When you research his teams, the front office wasn't helping him too much. I want to give this guy the benefit of the doubt. At least for year one, that's what I'm doing 110%, if you believe in that 10%. Year two, let's start piecing together. Where's this guy slipping up? No, 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 no. He said his philosophy is this. No, no, you're not pulling the, no, you're not pulling the shades over my eyes. Get out of here. No, no, no. You're not doing that. Year three, if you didn't make the playoffs, you didn't have a good season now. Keep this in mind. Year three, I am hinging on every last word this guy says. I am ass out of my seat. What the hell is going on? I'm flipping out. And that's what we've dealt with for 15 years. What's going on? What's going on? What's going on? I, I can't take it. Now, if we have a winning season, we make the playoffs, to me, some stuff still sprinkles into year two if the same shit keeps going wrong. But for the most part, I'm like 90% good. At least that's what I'm predicting. You never know. But when we start winning, we will appreciate it. And I hope this guy is a coach. For the next 15 years. I really enjoy him. He has brought attention. Hype. Everything to the Buffalo Bills. And players have come. And bet your ass these guys wouldn't be here. If it wasn't for Rex. Harvard ain't coming here. So do you guys. Please. You're going to make your life a lot more positive. And on a personal note. That's 
what I'm trying to do with my life. I'm a, definitely a miserable person. Not not miserable. But I, I always try to, man, I can't believe that happened. Why in the world would they try to do that? And I try to sit there and figure it out. When And if I knew why they did it, I'd still be like, man, I can't believe they did that. I mean, I knew they would, but. So get yourself out of this shit with the rocks. That's where I am with, with a lot of things in my life. And I'm trying to be more positive and. With Rex, we don't have a choice, and we got to accept it. Whether you like him, love him, hate him, you have to accept it. And it's like I said, it's the same thing with the guys who don't like EJ because they heard Mel Kuyper say he wasn't taken. He was taken too high. Okay? Listen, Mel Kuyper is not an NFL scout. These guys in the front office... And these guys coaching our team have been in football for a very long time. They've dedicated their lives to it. They've dedicated it to more than they've dedicated their lives to football. How do I say this? Like what? A million times more than you have to anything, you know, with yourself. I would guarantee it. You don't get to this level just being some some schmuck. Unless your dad has a name. Which you could say about Rex, but you can't say it about Rex. Because he's actually proven it. Now imagine this. To put it in a metaphor. There's five guys in a band playing on a stage. And they're playing in front of 300 people. Or we could do 1,000 people. How many people out of that 1,000 people do you think actually play music? We'll say 100. That's 10%. Yeah, that's a lot of people, 100 people. But how many of those people are, are playing the instrument, say, that you play on the stage or that band member plays on stage where they know what the hell they're talking about if somebody screws up? Because they might think the guitar player sucks, but it could have been the drummer that messed up. What I'm trying to get at is a lot of you people don't want to look at the big damn picture. And you are the 900 other people. I'm in the exact same boat. I've never played a lick of organized football in my goddamn life. I touched other men on the wrestling team for four years in high school. That was pretty sweet. Taught me toughness. Taught me some self-defense. And it was a blast. You know what I mean? It. I wasn't good, but I learned a lot about myself. And it was kind of cool watching the, the top high school kids come to wrestling practice and outwork them. That was pretty flattering. But point being... These guys have dedicated their life to football. Joe Schmall caller calling in, being on hold, or sending out a dumbass tweet, or talking shit in your little Bills Mafia Facebook group, just do us a favor. Delete yourself. Off the internet, please. Change your phone so you can't make any outgoing calls. Block WGR. Block all the Buffalo stations. Block all the all the Rochester and Toronto stations. I'm sick of hearing from you. You guys suck. You don't want to look at the big picture. You're the people who go see a cover band and go, you know, don't quit your day job. You know what, dude? Here's my freaking guitar. You try to play it. Let's see how you do, schmuck. You know, oh, by the way, go learn 45 songs. Let me see you do that. And get your band great at mimicking what the live sound or what the sound of the band is to a T, every single note. 
You guys got to shut up. You guys got to really just take this at face value. We're 2-2. Two and two. Rex Ryan has taken this team to a pretty decent spot. We don't feel hopeless here. With Doc Rowan, I'm like, man, how am I going to figure this out? Drink. Can't figure it out. I don't get it. You know what? You're too. Well, we're going to get more acclimated in Nathaniel Hackett's offense. Drink, because that's a Marone reference. Drink, because I said his name again. And that's all we're hoping. Oh, another year in the offense. Things will just magically float out of their asshole like budding flowers, and everything will be great. There's hope here, guys. All right? Don't jump off the ledge. Don't talk if you don't have anything good to say. Don't call in and wait on hold because you could have went and cleaned your toilet, went to the bathroom, taken a shower, cleaned yourself, maybe put on some clean socks, maybe walked your dog for the amount of time you would have been on hold. You could have done something way more powerful than calling in a radio station or sending out a stupid tweet that does not pertain to the big picture here. We're trying to win games. This coach needs to correct the mistakes. Give him a chance to do that, please. Please, just give him a chance to do that. Give him time. Give him the year. And it's still not long enough. Give him at least this season the benefit of the doubt. Let's make this fun. I don't want to be talking on my podcast in my bedroom all alone, thinking I was going to play Madden and podcast at the same time. But, you know, let's, let's really think about this. Make your life easy. Let's have fun. Let's keep this positive here. Glass half full. Next off. Tyrod Taylor had a slow start. He ended up finding, excuse me, Carlos Williams for a touchdown, which is sweet. Before that, he ended up scrambling for a touchdown. It was beautiful. Happened right in front of me. And by right in front of me, row six, 331. Yeah, I'm in the third little tier there. You know why? Because you see everything. My Miami seats were row 24 at the goal line. Those seats sucked. But he was to say, there was a flag thrown for a hold. Then we get to see the handy-dandy replay. And if you know anything about going to the games, in the stadium, they don't show the replays much. Unless there's something a little fishy or it was a great play. It's not like TV where you see every play. Where was the hold again? Did Craig Urbic maybe grab the guy a little bit, let go? But it wasn't even a grab. The guy turned. Didn't even, I don't even think he impeded his progress. Oh, Bills do something good. There's a flag. That's what it felt like. It's not popular to talk shit about the refs. But let me tell you a little story right now. I would bet you, if you're a big football fan, you found my dumbass podcast here, at NumBillsFan, everything you can think of, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, which I hate, but whatever. If you found this podcast, you're clearly a big football fan. When I needed information, I would just try to find anything I could. I remember streaming radio programs from my phone, trying to leave it open the whole time, killing my BlackBerry, you know, trying to throw a charge on it. 
in between work hours just because I really don't have time to read the papers. I want to get the pulse. I want to know what's going on. But if you guys are that big of a football fan, I would bet you you would lick your dog's damn asshole to watch the Tampa Bay Buccaneers play in London the Jacksonville Jaguars or play in the goddamn North Pole. That's how much we love football. Then you watch the first preseason game, if you watch preseason, and you go, wow, these refs, like, suck, but hey, it's just preseason. Then you turn on Thursday night football, opening game, Patriots and the Steelers. Steelers coming to town. And you quickly realize these referees really, really, really suck. And it takes the air out of the ball just a little bit. Like, you know what? This will get better. This will get better. Four weeks in, you come to find out that not only is the Buffalo Bills the most penalized team in the NFL, if not the top, one of the top. See the Seahawks on a side note about penalties affecting you because they've led the league the last couple of years, and they've done pretty damn good last I checked. Should have had two Super Bowls, didn't give Marshawn the ball, would have had two Super Bowls, and they're fine with all those penalties. point I'm getting at here is the refs blow the momentum I have for football, and it really bums me out. It really drives me crazy. I cannot stand having to scan the field after every positive play that the Bills have. That could be an incomplete pass. And I'm looking defensively. All right, did anybody, uh, all right, no cheap shots, clear. No yellow. Are you sure there's no yellow? And I'm not one to say that there's a conspiracy against the Bills. But I will say there is an NBA ref out there who wrote a book. I believe his name is Tom Donahue. And probably wrong. But he wrote a book about being a referee in the NBA and helping to fix games. And he got so deep with the mob ties, allegedly, that he was scared not to after a while. And it's kind of weird when a lot of the games, they end up, wow, Vegas is really smart. And it would take a lot of cooperation for these games to be fixed. That's why I try to exit that thought. But I like to, just like conspiracy theories of whatever you want to think of. Eh, maybe hear it out. I don't know about the whole reptilian conspiracy theory. But maybe somebody had information about Pearl Harbor and 9-11. I'll take that in. I don't know if I believe it, but it's out there. At least I know it's out there. 20 years ago, you didn't know it's out there. But we know now, in 2015 that a ref was arrested for that in the NBA. And we also know that the point spreads end up kind of close to what they say. Now, I am such a professional, I don't even know what the spread was on the Bills game. I believe they were not... I don't know shit, so I'm not even going to pretend I believe anything. But, point being, the refs need to call this... The the the, the same ticky-tack penalties they want to call on the Bills, they got to call on the Giants. They got to call it on the dogs. They got to call it on the cats. That's it. You got to call it equally. All right? This ain't apples to oranges. Because it's a little fishy when Charles Clay catches a ball and then the flag comes right out. 
You throw on a replay, you're like, okay, he says offensive pass interference. Oh, man, you can't be doing that. They show the replay. Charles Clay does a little comeback route. Did he do kind of a little shove off? Maybe, maybe not. But they let the defender on the interception that was thrown towards Charles Clay's side on that first down in their own 20-ish, maybe even 10. They played physical, and they got that interception to Giants. He was draped all over him. Very similar to the Bills being all over the running back of the Patriots, which I won't name his name, and the Bills getting flagged for it, even though dude didn't turn his head around, which he should have. But Charles Clay goes off in his route, does the little alleged push-off, comes back, catches the ball. Then I see the ref reach in his pocket and throw the flag. That flag needs to be out when you see it. Last I checked. Not, well, the ball wasn't thrown to that side anyway, so, you know, we're not going to call that. But you guys are going to call blatant non-holding calls and a chop block where incognito hits a guy who's engaged in the damn hip? That wasn't below the knee. Are we going on reputation here? This is Richie Incognito. This is Rex and a loudmouth Bills. This is, you know, Jerry Hughes. They had his number last year. We're going to have it again this year. And, yeah, was Jerry Hughes a little bit boneheaded? Yeah. But I agree with Rex along the way. I'd rather have a team I got to calm down than a team to rah-rah. Just like if you don't have work ethic already and you're not, like, minimum age 19 and you don't got work ethic, you might not ever learn work ethic, and you'll probably be screwed, and you'll get out of college with a hundred thousand dollars of debt, living in your mom's basement, doing a podcast. Joke. Never went to college. Not me. Actually, I did. Community college. I dropped out twice because that's how much of a boss I am. Thanksgiving comes. You don't want to go back after eating. You get that two-day break. Now nah, I'm set. That turkey sent me to sleep. And Tony Hawk Pro Skater Four was out on on the PlayStation One, I think. I don't know what it was out on. Maybe it was a PS2. I think it was a PS2. But I got hooked. Not going back to college. Sorry, dude. If you want to even call community college, college, it's really like high school. Anyways, it's really hard to get motivated if you're not that kind of a get-motivated person. I have an addition in my house. I decided I want to blow through the kitchen wall and put up a beam, and I want to make it a little more open concept, all right? I tore that shit out in, like, February. I work on houses and remodels and all sorts of shit doing drywall daily. You think I want to come home and work at my house? No. Guess what? The house has stayed the same, and I'm hiring a contractor to do it because I don't want to do it. You either have that attitude or you don't. And Rex is great to have the luxury have guys that are all fiery. They're all ready to go. Because you want to know something? I'd rather have that guy on the sidelines ready to rip his headset off and flip it at the coach or at the refs and go nuts and break it. I'd rather have Bob Knight than Dick Sharon, all right? Let's call it like that. 
I'd rather see a chair get thrown, a helmet get thrown in the middle of the field, a guy, you know, Tommy Lasorda, kick, throw the head off, kick some dirt on it. I'd rather Rex go out there, get in somebody's grill, whatever it takes, be fiery, give himself a heart attack for all I care. I mean, don't die. I'd rather see that than a guy who starts out as pressers. Here's the injuries. Reed. Ankle. Lossman. Ankle. Yeah, that, that silence, that's, that's, yeah, this is boring. Really boring. So you can have that guy or you can have Rex. What would you rather have? We've had a fair share of coaches not being honest, and I'm sick of it. This is great. Let's get this team going. Rex has very easy problems to solve here. The personal fouls are freaking retarded. Can't stand them. They got to go. They really got to go. But the refs need to do their damn job. You, you negated. The referees in the NFL negated two touchdowns. A 31-yard scramble on bullshit. And a Charles Clay touchdown on a chop block. Maybe I got those flipped, but those were the two calls. All right. I'm 99% sure the chop block was the Charles Clay touchdown. But it was really frustrating. Because then they pick up a flag for roughing Tyrod Taylor. And if that was Tom Brady, and maybe Incognito did push a guy to him. That's what people are saying. Oh, well, he might have been pushed. They're not really sure. The refs had to talk. The guy was blocked from Incognito into the dude. Look it. I don't give a shit. Here's the deal. If that was Brady, you would have left that flag there. I was thinking right off the bat, Tyrod needs to roll around like he's trying to stop, drop, and, uh, you know, do whatever he's got to do to roll around and get that fire off him. You got to act like you're in pain, dude. You got to be like a soccer player or like LeBron James being a soccer player and just do your thing. Let's get that 15 yards, baby. Let's go. But, no, it's the Bills. They pick it up. No. No, no, no. I don't know if it's reputation. I really don't know. I don't have a damn shit. But at the end of the game, it was kind of cool to see Mario Williams just from Adam D, by the way, this thought, just dump a guy in his head. That was kind of sweet. Use him like a shovel. But the Giants players mentioned in the locker room that the Bills guys were just like, whatever, man, game's over. And they just started wreaking havoc. They're like, okay. Yeah, what are the odds of coming back 14 points at three minutes ago-ish, 3.30? I don't think it's happening. So they just said, I don't give a shit. The refs don't want to call a hold. I'll start getting pissed. And you just have fans everywhere yelling, get Hughes off the field, get Brown off the field, let's come on. And, and I agree with, but I don't, because I want to see what the hell is going to happen. We've already seen people get pulled off the field, Aaron Williams. Because then the next time a play happens on those guys, you asswipes are going to be the ones bitching. Why did they take Hughes out? Because you decided that you wanted to be moral, moral compass of the world. Oh, these guys should really get fined. I love these callers. These guys should really get fined for 
you know, so really get penalized for acting out a term like that. It doesn't set a good example for the kids. Fuck the kids. Alright? Seriously, fuck the kids. I said it. Fuck the fucking kids. Last I checked, athletes are competitive and they're assholes. Losing sucks, alright? When shit's not going your way, how do you want to deal with it? Do you want to make a stand and go rogue? Or be a renegade like Rex Ryan said? Yeah, you do, but you can't. And what the kids need to learn is you get penalized for 15 yards. You just let down 52 other guys in your roster and your coaches and about 40,000 people in a full-packed stadium because there was a lot of Giants fans by doing stupid shit. That's what the kids need to learn. Don't give me this garbage that, you know, they should be fine. They set a bad example for the kids. You know what's a bad example for the kids? Letting your kid play Modern Warfare or Gears of War at eight years old. That's a bad example for the kids. You know what's a bad example for the kids? Mommy talking shit. You popping painkillers and drinking wine every night to get to sleep. That's a bad example for the kids. Don't tell me that they need to be fined outside of the game. That's bullshit. Every time somebody gets hit, they should have a, a, a an average person look at these people. Okay, was that a late hit on Brady on purpose of being an asshole with his head down? Or was that really he couldn't get out of the way? Because if he can't get out of the way, they shouldn't be fine. At the end of the day, the overall sentiment is these problems are correctable. I didn't like how Greg Roman came out and didn't swap off the run. I, I wish he just honestly would have thrown a lot more to open up the run. I mean, we've seen the run work great out of spread offenses. I understand he's not really a spread offense guy. And I want him for him. I don't, I don't want him to change anything. And it comes down to player execution. It really does. It comes down to player execution you can't execute the plays right you can't get the plays in there on defense and your adjustments rex's defense is awesome it is awesome but you need to execute you need to make sure you get your plays in he says lately with the loud crowd i'll give him the benefit of the doubt it's hard to get some adjustments he said specifically we had just the right call dialed up couldn't get it out there i got a touchdown out of it and you have simple things like not making a tackle, Nigel Bradham. There was, they, they have been a phenomenal, I thought, phenomenal tackling team this year. I feel a few times they're going through the line, they're not being able to tackle this, these running backs last against the Giants. I, I don't know why they couldn't get them. But that was a bad time to miss a tackle. It is what it is. We're here now. But some things that need to be changed in general is the NFL referees. It is a joke. And I'm really, really, really disappointed that we look forward to watching football all year long. All year long. And no matter what happens, the Bills somehow... Find a way to go Bills. 
I don't know if it's the team coming out flat, like against the Giants. I don't know if it's the penalties. I don't know what it is. But the league needs to decide. Is Robert Woods down? Is he looking like he's going to the down? Credit the Giants for holding the guy up and stripping the ball off. I mean, if that was the Bills, we'd be so psyched. But it's not cool when Robert Woods is clearly going down to the ground and you guys are known for blowing a whistle early on for progress. But, of course, they didn't. They got the ball out. They got the ball back. Another one that you need to get right. Charles Clay. His foot looks as if it's out of bounds while he's touching the ball, right? On that interception. There's this thing in 2015 called replay. And if it's a questionable call, umpire, bet your ass it'll pop up on the Jumbotron. If it's a questionable call, bet your ass there's a dude in a New York studio somewhere looking at that because that's what they say they do. Why is that dude not just calling down going, that's wrong? Same with the holding, same with the clipping, same with calls that have been blown for every other team in the league. I mean, the Giants had some bad calls too. That was not pass interference, however, going back to the ball, running into the defensive back. You know, it goes both ways, but the NFL needs to figure this out because it's quite damn disgusting. You pop by in a college game, you're like, whoa, this is this is crazy. This is what football feels like. It makes you wonder, is it more penalties make the games longer so you have more advertisements on the TV? I don't know how that works, but there's my conspiracy theory of the year right there. The stupidest one you've ever heard in your life, so just fast forward 15 seconds. The NFL needs to figure this shit out. I don't know if it's irrefutable evidence, but if it's clear and black and white, you better change that. You better have dude in New York City calling down or dude look at Jumbotron and go, no, sir, that call is incorrect, as you can see. Not, well, is it irrefutable or, no, that's the call. I respect my boy. That's my dog Dustin down there. Yo, you don't cross like cops. Blue don't cross blue. Unless I guess you're in Miami. But blue don't cross blue. Umpire ain't crossing umpire. Ref ain't crossing ref. Umpire ain't crossing ref. Ref ain't crossing umpire. Nah, man. That's our boy right there. No, no, no. We support him. We support him. That's the problem we got. Right there. Get the shit right. That Green Bay Seahawks game. That really memorable one. That was crazy. Get it right. There is no reason not to. There is no reason not to. Your pride, your ego, you want to sacrifice the integrity of the game, that sacrifice the integrity of the game because the players are clearly lost. They don't know what the hell they can do. They don't know what the hell they can do. That said, I think the Bills are going to climb out of this. Their defense is all right. Again, I keep saying that about their defense. Third of 15, three of 15 on third down efficiency for the Bills, D. It's not bad. Beckham had a long for nine yards. 
38 yards receiving. And that dude's a talent. Seems like everything that touches ball, his hands went. Got to see the little Beckham catch on the sideline, too, on the Bills bench. But, guys, let's keep your heads up. Let's really keep your heads up. I don't see this team being out of control. I feel Tyrod could have done a little bit better. But, again, he's four games in, four starts. And if you know Rex, he's going to let him play. Carlos Williams. He's got to get better blocking. Also, having McCoy back there wasn't so bad, was it? Booby Dixon had a better game. I like Booby's game. He had a great, great, great pickup. Nice blitz pickup. Right in front of me. The kid behind me called it, too. And, um, you know, I thought Harvin did what he could. Clay had a monster game. They figured out, okay, they're leaving the middle of the field open. All right. Give it to Clay. Love that guy, man. Definitely earning a salary, as Adam D would say. Urbic had a had a shitty game. I got to say, Urbic had a really shitty game. I can't tell you how many times I see opposite color jersey of the Bills and Urbic chasing after him. Defensively, I kind of like the formations the Bills had. They had some crazy stuff going on. And it looked like the Giants watch a lot of film of the Patriots. That's the ongoing sentiment. Get the ball out quick. Get the ball out quick. Rex Ryan says, cool, get the ball out quick. Well, if we clog your lanes, where are you going? And they did that. They did like the deep. The Bills are in this game the entire time. And I felt, too, like the Bills are playing flat. They're not They're not clicking gears. They're, they're not. They're not They're not clicking. It's just not going right. They can't build momentum. So many three and outs in the first half. I mean, I got up to go take a whiz real quick. You know, at commercial break, come back, they punted the ball away. I'm like, well, what happened? Oh, well, they tried to run the ball. Still? Okay. I mean, give them credit. On the one first down they had in their own territory, they threw it and got picked off. Questionable interception. But... Needless to say, that's how it was called. Tyler Taylor's got to do a little bit better job. He had Hogan wide open on a play that went towards Woods. I feel Hogan stepped up a lot. I I liked what I saw from him. Woods, he he always finds a way to get open. I I saw I saw guys opening the ball not. Not going where it needed to. It's a little bit concerning, but I feel Tyrod needs to really just just let it rip sometimes. You know what she does. His eyes are always down the field. But what's nice is this kid fixes his problems. You know, I I don't I'm not worried about him. I don't feel like there's a learning curve because quite frankly, how many times has Russell Wilson or any other quarterback had the same game Tyrod Taylor does and people aren't going well, I mean, he's kind of like an NFL rookie still. Um, he's only four games in, so, you know, which they're not. But they're not freaking out. Well, this is what you get with the mediocre quarterback. Those guys have championships, you know. But every quarterback has an eh game. Don't tell me they don't. The best of them do. Even Tom Brady. I mean, how? People think Peyton Manning's arm actually fell off and was left on 
the bus ride to the stadium. They think his arm is not even there. He should try his left arm. But he's doing all right. His team's 4-0. Tyra Taylor has everything you need in a quarterback. I, He's got the typical coach speaker. He's got the work ethic. But he really does. And he's smart. And he gives a shit. And if you don't know much about him, do the research. Check out Hard File Sports. They posted up a, a video of it. That was uh, They posted up a Vine. Not a Vine. A Vimeo. If you, if you go on Vimeo, type in Tyrod Taylor, you'll find this whole ESPN thing. And it's awesome, man. You learn a lot about him. He's a smart kid. He's always trying hard. And I love his press conferences. Even though he's buttoned up, really buttoned up, he's got what you want in a quarterback. He's got what you want in the face of your franchise. And, yeah, if the Bills win more games, I'll be one of those guys that say, I hope they lock him up. You know, he's got this year and next year. But everything is still there. These are all mistakes and problems that the Bills can learn from. And the Bills could have still won that damn game. And we wouldn't be having these conversations. Would I still rant about the refereeing of this sport? Yes, I would. But this team is not that bad. There's a lot of bright spots. There's a lot of bright spots. I would love to see the Bills just play a complete game like they did against Miami every game. We all would. Yesterday, I was waiting for the big defensive play that would change it, and it was the interception. We was Stephon Gilmore. After those two boneheaded personal fouls, I don't think it's a big deal, quite frankly, because the interception happened. So who gives a shit? Yeah, would they have had more time if they put a stop to him? Yes. Yes, they would have had a lot more time and 30 yards more. Yes, I can't argue with that. That's if they turned over on downs or missed field goal 30 yards more, but they would have punted away. So, you look at it like that team was still, the, the Bills are still in the game. The Giants were playing like the Bills that we're used to. They're, they're not putting the gas down all the way right down to the metal. They're just leaving the Bills in it. I mean, they broke out that last touchdown, luckily, because Brandon missed the tackle. They had another one because of the defense just not getting in the right whatever the hell formation. Going to get the call out, whatever they want to tell us. I don't know, but clearly when you run the hurry up on the Bills, it's a problem for the Bills. So you got to look at it like the Giants almost Bills themselves. Think about it. They're right there. The Bills are right there the entire game. Right there. And then the last touchdown was just like, great. Just great. The Bills had that game. You needed a big play on special teams or defense clearly to work. Or you need that offense to to turn up, which they did. And then we know what happened with the referees. All right. Two bullshit calls, two race touchdowns, and time on the clock you can't get back even though you did get the ball back at one point and did it again. You did score that touchdown to Carlos Williams. 
which, by the way, if you're adding it up, Carlos Williams has had a touchdown every game. Three rushing. This last one was a passing. And Tyler Taylor, I believe, is responsible for nine touchdowns. Actually, I believe ten touchdowns. Because he had a rushing touchdown. And he would have had another rushing touchdown, but we'll still give Carlos that one. We'll go with what the real facts are. All right. No one's talking about that. So if he's got nine touchdowns, say he only has nine altogether. If there are nine passing touchdowns and you want to play this thing in quarters, in quarters, nine times four is 36 touchdowns. That's a lot of damn touchdowns. Then you might have some rushing ones in there too. That's a lot of touchdowns. Now you're looking at 40. Everything is there. The team just needs to play consistent. Let Rex work out the kinks. Just give him a chance to do it. I believe in Roman. I believe in the team. They came out of halftime. They made adjustments because they had the Giants figured out. But the Bills could not catch breaks. The personal foul penalties, I believe, are going to go away. I do not think they will be a problem. You have leaders of that team, guys who make plays for that team, captains of that team, like Corey Graham, saying, we can't even play close to the borderline. We got to do what we got to do to not even get in a hairy situation because they got our number of those refs or whoever it is. Don't even give them a reason to throw a flag. Don't. And it can be hard to turn off. You got guys like Gilmore a couple weeks ago saying, nah, cool heads, cool heads prevail. You can't just in this chill way. That's what he's pretty much said. It's just like, chill out. We can't be giving up free yards like that. It's dumb. You know, I know Kyle Williams doesn't like it. He was in the face of Aaron Williams at the Patriots game, hunting him down to get in his face. Rex's teams, they're not known to be bad with penalties. They're usually middle of the pack in the league, about 15. These are all correctable problems. The offense showed up. Touchdowns got called back. The defense kept them in the game. That simple. The defense was on the field a lot in that game, especially the first half. Especially the first half. So, people, please keep your head up. Do not forget, follow us on Twitter. Get off your ass. Type in NumBillsFan. NumBillsFan.podbean.com. But you already found it. Keep finding it how you found it. Tell your friends. Please check out our YouTube channel, NumBillsFan. Every week, if you don't know, we post like a parody video. I talk a lot of shit. I act like an Italian, which I am Italian, but I get a little over the top. Kind of how if I get mad, somehow Brooklyn comes out. I've been to Brooklyn like twice in my life. All right. I don't know why it comes out, what it does. And we like to make fun of the teams, just put something together, stupid. You know, if that means buying a blow up doll and dressing it up like Tom Brady from a Justin Bieber doll. Yeah, that's what we're going to do. We're going to hit it with a truck. If that means getting an inflatable dolphin and telling it who's boss, 
and that we're in Miami to squish the fish, that's what we're going to do. If that means making fun of Jason Pierre-Paul and then wondering, wait, who just on the Giants' defensive line just whooped the shit out of the Bills? Who are they? And then it backfired, you know, so it backfired on us. We will keep making those videos. Up next, we got the Titans. Probably going to throw up a little quick Titans preview podcast around Thursday-ish, Friday-ish. I want to start getting more audio in. This is already going for an hour. Um, I'd love to keep you here as long as possible. But, you know, expect 15 to a half hour Titans preview. Mariota is looking good. But just please keep refreshing your feeds. Numb Bills fan everywhere you can think of. That's it. Tell your friends about it. Check out the, if you go tailgating, check out the Red Pintle tailgate. It's awesome. It's in the hammer lot. Nick Papagalos is a pretty sweet dude. His dad cooks over there. You got the guy with the ketchup and the mustard getting squirt. You got bowling ball shots. You got food being cooked on a legendary Ford Pinto that's featured in Yahoo recently in an article and also in John Madden's tailgating book. It's a legendary tailgate for the Bills. Go check it out. Awesome people, awesome, good time. Pinto Tailgate on Twitter. You know, just shoot him a follow. You want to see what's up. He'll let you know what's up. Go check it out. We're out of here. Don't forget, follow us. Numb Bills fan everywhere you can think of, especially on Twitter. We retweet a lot of cool shit. And Numb Bills Adam D. Figure it out. Peace.